Hey guys, what's happening? Yeah, I'm back after my little break. Um, yeah, so this is episode 59 of the Create Me podcast, and it's with local rapper Gid Gams. I had a really cool chat with Gid at the United Room Studio space. Covered quite a lot about you know his journey so far, so I think you guys will really enjoy it as well. I'll be back at the end as usual for a little catch up. All right, see you then. Welcome to the Create Me Podcast, yeah, and I'm back after a little break, and yeah, today's guest, I don't know, like, I'd say like local MC, yeah, MC yeah. rapper, yeah, um, Gid Gams, based in Aberdeen, man, welcome to the podcast, thank you, man. thank you for having no, us, no, thank you for coming on board, man, because like, just, like I said to you off mic, I was saying, like, just recently, the past couple of years, discovered, like, the Aberdeen kind of music scene, that kind of grime thing and stuff, but before we get into it, I'm going to pick your brain on a few things, <laughs> yeah, if you kind of just kind of like... Tell the listeners a little bit about yourself and how this kind of journey got started for you. Okay, um, I consider myself a rapper. Mm-hmm. That's something I've been thinking about recently, and it's because rapping is the skill. I feel, yeah, I'm predominantly on grime. Mm-hmm. I'm an MC, that is part of my skill set, but I don't like to be labelled or pigeonholed oh, okay. into certain certain boxes. Mm-hmm. It started, as everyone say, oh, it started as a passion or this. I won't like. It started, like, I always say shout out to my boy Ransom F.A. Okay. Because since we were young, he was the one rapping. He was in the playground, you know, doing that thing. I'd write, I used to write a bit of poetry, actually. That was my thing. So I I was different. Yeah. And then maybe from about 16, I started spitting a wee bit. Mm. And then he was like, yo, you know, you've got a thing. Put out it. I wasn't really hearing that. Mm. And then it was around about 2014. That's when man started going to shows, started performing. We were at the Eskimo dance in 16 mm. and then suddenly it became a thing like, oh wow, I realised that there's actually like a talent there, yeah. there's a love for it, that's when the passion developed and then you go from putting out freestyles to like, okay, let me make a track and then suddenly you're making a project and like, it's hard to say when did you become an artist, nobody defines that, I guess the culture defines that for you, yeah. at what point did people start recognising you, right. so I'd say around about 2016 for myself. Oh, okay, All right, and then... For you, when you're growing up, what was that kind of early influences? Then obviously, you said like obviously for ransom, kind of saying to you like you know saying oh no, you got something there. But when you was growing up, what was you listening to and saying oh yeah, ah, like, yeah see that's and actually a mad one. Mm. So like obviously, I'll say shout out to the Americans. Yeah. Like first of all, I'm not going to start like respect Biggie and Tupac. Yeah. But that was before my generation. Okay. When I was a kid, like Fifty Cent, that was that what was I was killing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah so like I was hearing that. I was hearing Dr. Dre. Actually, yeah. say 2001. That was the first album my sister gave me. Actually. Okay. But then it wasn't till 13 when I hit first year. That's when music changed me. Mm-hmm. So like up until this, like believe it or not, at that time, the London scene was disconnected. Yeah. The Birmingham scene was disconnected. It was big down there, mm-hmm. but obviously before the full like blow of like. YouTube and that, so I'm trying to think, I went to, I started secondary school 2005, okay. YouTube didn't fully become like real like, to like 2008, yeah. 2009, mm-hmm. that sort of thing, so like, I was still disconnected with rap in the way I saw it, as in I saw rap as an American thing, yeah, and yeah. it was commercial, and like, it was kind of cool to listen to, mm-hmm. but like, 
that's not my life. Yeah. I can't relate to that. But then the first one time I heard, I remember it was a Dizzy Rascal video. Okay. And um, it was like, he's just a rascal. Yeah. So that was, it was funny. So it was Ransom's older brother, AJ. Yeah. He was, because um, they've got cousins staying down in London. So right. he'd come back from the summer and he was listening to this and he was like, oh, yo, man, listen to these guys, listen to this. He put me on to BBK. Um, that I remember his first time hearing Skepta and Frisco on a back to back. Yeah. And then suddenly music changed for me mm-hmm. because I now looked at these guys and I saw them, you're just like me. Mm-hmm. You're like Africans, Caribbeans, yeah. you've come, like your parents have emigrated here. Yeah, yeah. Like, so first of all, you're not from here. It's mm-hmm. dealing with that, that culture difference. Yeah. And you know, you know, learning that you, you might've had that for yourself. Yeah. But then also like, I saw young black guys on a council estate speaking about their life. Yeah, so yeah, when I was yeah. going to school, that resonated with me. Like, yeah. yo, yo, you speaking to me? I mean, <laughs> yeah, um, so yeah, that's when I started seeing even like rap as a different thing. Mm-hmm. So then it was like, from that point, I'd say that was when it sort of seeded in my head that yeah. you, know, you could do that in the, yeah. in the future. Yeah, because I think like, for my kind of generation growing up, I saw like a lot of UK rappers rapping in that American kind of twang and accent and stuff. You <sighs> now know? see, like, now that is actually what held it back for mm-hmm. me for some time is because the people around us and the Scottish rappers I've seen at the time, not to say any names or call yeah. out, because there are a lot of people who were doing their thing. Mm-hmm. Shout out Nostal, shout out Cheens, the Granite MCs. But then there were also people, Shine DRS, who were just lost. Mm-hmm. People who it's like, what are you doing? There are also people who were like promoting like these false accents. Yeah. or And even accents when people say, oh, what is that? Like, sorry to digress. No, no. But it's just, just like... For me, I say an accent tells me who you are. Mm-hmm. So people hear my accent and they say, Gid, who are you? Where are you from? Mm-hmm. Well, you listen, there's a lot about me. My parents are Nigerian. Mm-hmm. I wasn't born in this country. Yeah. No, I came here at a young age. So I've seen a lot. I grew up in Northfield. Shout out the <laughs> AB16. That's my people all yeah. the time. But like, so on one hand, I've got that. I grew up in a council estate and I'm proud of that. The mm-hmm. people I lived with and you see the things you see there. Yeah. But then on the other hand, I grew up in the church mm-hmm. I saw my parents working yeah. and you see a lot so like all of these different things make me mm-hmm. I started off going to a local school then I went to a posh school for a few years mm-hmm. so like I'm proud to say I'm well spoken <laughs> <read them back, laughs> <God damn it. laughs> um, but it's these things that make up and that's what I feel is the authenticity in an artist even down to the way they sound that is telling you their story is mm-hmm. telling you their background is telling you who they are where they're from most definitely man because I think like that kind of period shift happened when UK MCs were kind of actually embracing their own culture and their own yes. identities. And then now you've got like Americans now where they're actually recognising that and saying, oh, do you know what, man? That's, that's fire. I like, like that. Like, I think that's with anything. Mm-hmm. So like, if you're trying to imitate someone else, at best, that's flattery. Mm-hmm. That's cool. But like, I can't take you seriously. And deep down, you know you're not taking yourself mm-hmm. seriously. Mm-hmm. Because that's not you. You're yeah. trying to copy someone else. Yeah. But when you do your own thing, that's when people see it and they're like, oh, right, you've yeah. got a sound. Yeah. I like that sound. Yeah. Yeah. So I think it's just, but at the same time, respect to the early pioneers, the people who were doing it in the early 2000s, because at the same time, without them, we wouldn't have been encouraged to like, oh, okay, I can pick up a mic. I, yeah. can, I can do this. Mm-hmm. But with everyone, it's just like, we're now in that era of internet. Have you got a mic? Have you got a laptop? <laughs> can you do your due diligence, yeah. clean that up, get in the studio, boom, boom, yeah. you can make a project. Mm-hmm. No, definitely. I think, like, this form of hearing you speaking, and you've got that passion for that, man. I think, like, you know, 
um, and the first, and I guess like we'll talk about as well, like even more like the, your first kind of EP was called Mind Over Manor. And I guess that's kind of going back to talking about Manor. Oh, directly. So well. the street I grew up in was Manor Avenue. Okay. So that was in Middlefield, and that's part of Northfield. That's yeah. the, that's like the borough. Mm-hmm. And the the concept of it is quite simple. Your state of mind can transcend your circumstances mm-hmm. at that point. Yeah. Your circumstances at that point do not define you. Mm-hmm. So I spent twenty years of my life on an estate. Yeah. That makes up who I am. Mm-hmm. A large part of it, but it doesn't define me. Yeah. And that's yeah. to say that you can go on to do so many other things mm-hmm. and. I'm happy I'm starting to achieve these things yeah. and, you know, put my life together in the way I'd mm-hmm. like to do it. But it's just to say there's no excuses, but to say I use some of these negative feelings or negative emotions and that's how I was able to sort my mind and say, right, this is this is what I want to do. Yeah, yeah. Cause I think as well, cause I grew up in like a housing estate as well, like South East London and then like, same time when I go back home and you see some things that move forward, you see some friends you're thinking, oh shit, like things haven't really kind of progressed or moved forward for them, but... <laughs> And it's a shame, but then they're always friends and always close and stuff, and it's all good. But then seeing that, like you're saying, that you know, you can make something. Mine is to encourage people, and it's to say mindset. The reason Mm -hmm. I say that is there are many guys I grew up with, and something I'm proud to say. So, like, shout out John Hipson, Mm -hmm. shout out Jamie Woods, shout out Derek Watt, shout out Stevie Donaldson. These are all people who grew up on the street and regardless of what was around them, they have changed their lives around mm-hmm. and they've gone on to do amazing things. Yeah. They are heads of industry. They're head pioneers of business. Mm-hmm. And this is just to say, like, our background was a part of us, but it is not the defining chapter mm-hmm. yeah. in our lives. And it's just to encourage people, anyone who's listening, like, you can do pretty much anything you yeah. set your mind to. It. It's, mm-hmm. it, it sounds almost crazy, but when you break it down into the simple, I always joke, the first thing I do when I get up in the morning before I smoke my joint is <laughs> I make my bed. Yeah. And why is that? Because you've completed that task. Mm-hmm. You've started yourself out on, okay, I set out to complete and achieve. And once you start with the small things and are diligent, mm. the big things are... That's it, man. Please. I actually you know 100% agree with you. I think there's kind of bits it's like you can plan and make these and achieve those kind of goals. Because I think for a lot of young people now... Or maybe going back to that generation people I grew up with, it didn't seem achievable or obtainable where you wanted to kind of go on those kind of goals and stuff. I know a lot of people, like really crazy good MCs and stuff, but then mm. life gets in the way and other kind of madness, mad stuff kind of happens. And, yeah. and, that's, a, and that's a shame that, you no, know, they're having that natural creative talent. It kind of gets ebbed away by loads of different kind of things and stuff. But then, no, this is, I see there's a lot to it. There's, mm. They're speaking about life, then they're speaking about the art. Something I'm learning, or actually it's not even something I've learned. It's like, I'll say this, this is the conversations I've had with my boys. Mm. So my boy Cons, shout out Cons on the cam, that's Wavy Music. He's running this uh, videography platform. Yeah. He started with RFM. He's been doing this for years. And this was back in, I'm trying to think, 2011 or 12. He told me, he says, look, you're talented. If you want to do this, you can do this. Mm-hmm. I was like, eh. roll on a few years. I used to be, so slight anecdote, mm-hmm. I used to be a big guy, oh, fat okay. guy. Right. Had some things in life, mm-hmm. I realised, right, now the path I want to go down, yeah. change my life around. Boom, I started going to the gym, I started eating right. Yeah. That changed. He also said, look, the drive you've shown there, if you apply that to music, you can go forward. Yeah. Boom, but again, I wasn't seeing it. It wasn't till end of 2017, that's when I decided, you know what, yeah, maybe I've got something here. Mm -hmm. Maybe I want to try and start putting things together. Then I started thinking, okay, 
it's not just the music. Everybody can make songs. There's yeah. the business side to it. Shout out my boy Scott, Scott McGuire, creative director and graphic design. My unofficial manager, I'm just saying this now, and this is because we started working on the project together from the design aspect okay. in that, oh, yo, man, can you help me with the graphics? Mm. Yeah. Um, he's like, ah, are you thinking about your marketing? Are you thinking about your promotion? Are you thinking how you're going to structure this? Are you thinking about the layout? And I thought, uh, maybe I'd consider them, but yeah. like, not really. Well, he's like, well, that's all part of the business. Mm. So then I was like, okay, am I being serious? Go back to the business. How does the music tie in with the business? Yeah. Now, this is, for me, what I've been learning with it in life in that this is something, it's a passion, but then people find time like, oh, but you know, I've got work and I've got things. So essentially your aim is you're trying to think, how can I turn my passion into my way of life, into yeah. something that pays me? Mm -hmm. So that is a big thought and you have to plan and you have to take these steps and think, okay, how am I going to put myself in the right positions? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But if you surround yourself with the right people and if you take the time, these are things that are doable. Yeah. And I think as well as just like, kind of <coughs> picking up on what you're saying, I think like, it's a good kind of ethos and kind of actually also like to even like kind of plan out and strategize because I think a lot of people in the probably previous generations would get involved and in the music industry and kind of sign to a big label and stuff and then it doesn't work and they don't, they don't really see the big things about you know your label you've got a record label but then you're paying for your music videos and all you that know stuff. that yeah so I'm not again to criticize people mm -hmm. I'm not in that situation yeah. but this is speaking from my knowledge mm -hmm. and my experience understand what you're getting into yeah yeah so the reason i say that is some of the problems i've seen and i'll use let's say russ russ splash yeah. not to step on any names but that's because that's been something that's been very public it's mm -hmm. been open he signed contracts with a label he signed contracts with a distributor and he said it himself he didn't really look at what he yeah, signed yeah a lot of people fall into that category mm -hmm. in terms of like if you read and understand the stipulations, would you really be signing that yeah, contract? Yeah. So it's, I think sometimes, now this is something not to shout out, but let's say I'm using myself because I'm a young black man mm -hmm. and I've been in that position before where, you know, I've done something or something's come on to come with a good offer. Yeah. And then my mom's had to say to me like, yo, Giddy, have you looked at that? <laughs> and then you're like, ah. and then you look into it and you realize, all right. Mm. So if I had agreed to this, that would mean I would be bound to this yeah. for so long yeah. and I would be liable to you for this. And, oh, wow, there's a lot involved. Mm -hmm. So, like, when it comes to contracts, even get a friend to look over it, go to the Citizens Advice Bureau. Yeah, that stuff yeah. is free. Yeah. Like, there are ways to make yourself informed. There are ways to to understand what's happening. Mm -hmm. Oh, definitely. And I think... Um, like, I forgot what I was saying now. Like, yeah, for you, I guess, like, you're, you're not independent. Kind oh, of. definitely. Yeah, I consider yeah. myself independent. As in, I mean, I'm not saying I'm staying away from labels. <laughs> if somebody <laughs> want to show me, then, yeah, I'll come to the table. Yeah. I'll talk with you. Yeah. But no, what that means is it means you're self-funded. Mm -hmm. So you take the risk, but you're also supposed to gain the rewards. Oh, okay. It's taken a lot more, you know, to get into it. So, like, self-funded, what does that mean? It means I have to work, I have to graft, I have to be the one to pay the studio time, to pay the videographer, yeah. to pay for the instrumentals, to put all this together, mm -hmm. to pay for the graphic design. And that's the work that 
people need to understand there's a lot there's so many aspects it's not just recording the song yeah. and that's why A there's a lot to being an artist but B those are the things the studio is doing mm -hmm. the studio is going to be like okay yeah we'll pay the producer we'll pay the video guys we'll even get you makeup we'll get you outfits we'll get you transport or you want this that costs money guys yeah, yeah, like yeah. that costs it's not cheap mm -hmm. um, but again I think for anyone who is serious about these things you learn, you, you see, and you see there is there is a path to do it. If you've got a passion, you've got a talent, there's a way. Yeah, no, definitely, man. I think, like, it's all kind of, like, all the stuff you're saying is hitting the nail on the head, and it's good for, like, people listening and thinking they want to get into, like, the music industry to kind of actually have that honest kind of, like, reflection and discussion about this, that it's not, like, a quick buck, easy thing to kind of get into. Not at all. This is something, like, we speak about, even in our small group, we're tight, and it's like, I do this not because it's paying me because mm. like I wouldn't be eating if I was waiting on yeah, music yeah. I do this because I feel like right okay this is how I, I'm passionate about it mm -hmm. and if it pays off in the long run it does what you need to understand is all these people that we see and they're big and people always like shout out man like Skepta mm. I'm saying that because he's just um, he'll be at the homecoming in Nigeria yeah, I'm yeah. also a Nigerian so it's nice yeah. to see him doing bits and putting our country well. back on the map yeah? yeah. but even Skepta as an example he, I remember the first like thing he put out was in like 2002 mm -hmm. or 2003 and then when was shutdown? Yeah, years later, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. that's yeah. it. When was Kenichiro Owens? Mm -hmm. when, like, that's what, so people need to understand for how many years these big artists and these people we look up to for how many years they're putting in their time and their graph well. yeah. and what they were doing. Like, oh, nah. <laughs> yeah. So like, when, like, for you now, like, I guess in this journey, like, where is that kind of taking you in, in, in the sense of actually performing? Where have you kind of gone about, like, in the UK? Well, in the UK, I'd say, let's, so Scotland, we performed in Glasgow and in Edinburgh. We've been to London a few times, but that's just to film and also to connect with people. Oh, okay. Um, Ransom Crew, we were the first Scottish MCs at the Eskimo dance. Oh, okay. That was 2016 or 17. Right. Um, Wiley, Wiley set that up. Um, we've also supported Frisco, the likes of Skepta. Mm -hmm. That was at the Art Centre. I performed at the O2. Oh, okay. Um, and yeah, it have been a few a few venues. Yeah. I'd like to do the Lemon Tree in a few places oh, okay. in, yeah, in Aberdeen. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Then we were down last year, I think. We filmed with Murky Ace. Okay. That was, oh, where was that? I'm trying to think. Pagoda Gardens. I know that's somewhere in like South London. Yeah. We had a bit of a mix up <laughs> as to where we were, where we were going. Um, but now it's, yeah, we've been getting the name out. Okay. And what's the, what's the like, response been to like, like Scottish? Did you, did you find yourself as like Scottish? MC rapper when you're like out and about or just like rapper you don't want to be <laughs> as Scottish right? so that's the funny thing when you leave Scotland or no not even when we go to England yeah we get branded you Scottish, get labelled a yeah. Scottish rapper yeah. and I don't suffer that too much right. because some people tell me like I speak very clearly right. I'm happy with that like yeah. you can hear what I'm saying when, when I rap my accent, the twangs does come out yeah, at yeah. parts, but then again, proud to say, Aberdonians have a beautiful accent. <laughs> <laughs> um, humbly said, of course. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's... No, it is something, but I think it's with time. So the yeah. reason I say with time is another example, Birmingham. Mm -hmm. So actually, let's start with, let's say London and yeah. Birmingham. 
when London came out with Grime, people were saying, what are they saying? They can't <laughs> yeah. understand it. Going too far, I struggled right? to yeah. understand. I used to, I liked it, but I had to slow it down, break it down. It's like, oh, okay, so he said this, he said this. Yeah. So it takes time, but it starts with the willingness. It's mm-hmm. like, do you want to, do you want to learn? So like, with that, I always say, you know when you hear rap or music in a different language, mm-hmm. there are, everybody has subjective values they can place on music. What's good to you? Yeah might not be so for me. However, there are objective values we can all agree to on music. So that's first of all, is the instrumental catchy? Yeah. Does it hit this audible range? Is it in the right decibels? Is this pleasing to the ear? Mm. Okay. Is this rap music? Is this pop music? What genre? Mm. Right, we're talking about rap music. Is the person rapping on beat? Are they rapping relatively in key? Mm -hmm. Can we hear them? Awesome. It ticks those boxes. Mm -hmm. Right, the accent's a bit different, but I know he's doing those things, so if I take time with it, I'm sure I'll understand. And with anything in music, and it's even like like we were saying earlier, all the Americans have started Mm -hmm. listening to us. When the Americans first heard, it was almost like a gimmick. And then when they started, okay, there's more to this, they started listening, and we still can't understand it. And then now, everybody's bumping it. It's it's (laughs) not even a thing anymore. So I think that's just showing how the culture evolves. Mm -hmm. Absolutely, you can see that, like, this one, well, I was kind of said to you before, I can, like, actually, my kind of ignorance kind of catching on to what's happening in Scotland, and actually the rest of the UK as well, but when you see, like, the way of, like, UK artists, rappers are kind of spitting, it's definitely, like, a unique, different kind of way compared to anywhere else. I think, I think maybe, even, actually, this is the couple of weeks ago, I was even looking at Australia now, the way they're kind of spitting. Australia, yeah, Australia, Australia do, yeah, yeah. however, not to patronise them, yeah. but just to say that Australian grime seems to be a direct offshoot from England, yeah. because when yeah. you're seeing all their mainstream videos, mm-hmm. they seem to always have men who are clearly from like Liverpool and Leicester, who I don't know what they're doing down yeah. there, just yeah. saying, yeah. Yeah. But, like, yeah. they're clearly on their jobs, yeah. shout out the Leicester man them, <laughs> Liverpool man them. Um, but yeah, no, it's nice. Even that, it's nice to see how the culture has been embraced. That's yeah, just beautiful. Definitely, man. And, and this thing is as well, like, I never thought, like, you know, I'd see that ever kind of happen, but it's beautiful to see that happening now, that people are actually embracing UK hip-hop grime scene. For, and Because and, it does hold up as well against any, from my view, against any kind of US artist as well. It's just like you're saying, actually, you have to be listening and actually saying and actually taking on the message of that the rhyme and that the beat and all that stuff. But I think like even listening to um your kind of EP Mind Over Manor, I was thinking shit, like that's really good, man. Like, you know, listening to like the beats and that it's all right. Who produced like those the tracks for you? So the first three tracks were produced by Louis Sivright. He's an Aberdeen producer. Okay. And the fourth track, which was a remix, mm-hmm. that beat was produced by Polo. Oh, okay. Shout out Polo, that's one of the Levels boys down in Glasgow. Oh, They're okay. a friend collective down there who've yeah. also been doing bits for years. Right. Shout out Gallus One, he's one of the olders in the Scottish grime scene. So. Oh, okay, and I think like it's kind of really the kind of Scottish kind of grime scheme or the rap thing in Glasgow, is it like really receptive in like Glasgow and Edinburgh as well? See, now what you need to understand is it's just a simple thing of population. Oh, yeah. Aberdeen is small. Yeah, yeah, Like yeah. there's about 220, 230,000 people mm-hmm. here. Now Glasgow is about a million mm-hmm. people. So off the bat, that's like four yeah. times. So there's just so much more happening mm-hmm. in Glasgow. There's a constant buzz, like literally 
what Monday the boys were down supporting M Honcho. Okay. So like there's always something happening mm-hmm. in Glasgow. Like we were AJ Tracy was like two weeks ago. Mm-hmm. You were down at Dave last oh, week. Okay. Like yeah, it's just because there you have the people, so you know it's it's always happening. Yeah, yeah. Aberdeen sometimes in the summer we have festivals. Again, something that's planned. Mm-hmm. It's more of a uni city here. Yeah. There are two universities. Mm-hmm. So like during the term time, it's busy. It's mm-hmm. popping. Come summer, our streets are empty, our yeah, clubs are girls. empty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. As I kind of find, as I actually kind of feel like that as well. It's like we're in Aberdeen, that's you definitely hit the nail on there again. It's just like, yeah, when all the streets are away, yeah. <laughs> bars Nothing. and stuff, it's just always oh, quiet and stuff, you know. But it just goes down to what's the city's purpose. Like, mm-hmm. Glasgow's a hub city, yeah. Aberdeen is a student city, it's mm-hmm. a university city. Yeah. The oil's been on decline for yeah. quite a few years. Yeah. I say that in terms of. Yes, the oil is still given jobs, mm-hmm. but the majority of Aberdonians who were working in the oil industry were working in the services industry, the yeah. tertiary services, the yeah. pipe fitting, yeah. and a lot of them, unfortunately, have been the ones affected, yeah. and a lot of them, unfortunately, are the ones who have been laid off, mm-hmm. not the executives, and not, you know, the people from... The higher-ups yeah. and that, yeah. And, like, for you guys, then, have you kind of, like, performed in, in Aberdeen... Like, yeah, so we've done like local nights. There have been a couple live lounge type events, right. sort of like where they have MCs, they yeah. have like other rappers, they do a few bands play. Yeah. And I'm trying to think. Nah, because the last. Actually, no. Shout out Enjoy Music Festival. Mm-hmm. That was started two years ago. We've performed both years okay. running and hopefully we'll be back a third year. Yeah. And. When was six end? Um, oh my goodness, you know what, I forget about some of these things. 6-7 was last year. Um, we supported Nadia Rose. Um, they were here last year. So yeah, from time to time, Aberdeen does get a few, yeah, I know, few like, artists. I know a few people like before I came in said like Aberdeen years and years ago was really good for like hip-hop and rap kind of events and stuff. This sound played here in like 2006 or something. Yeah, like that. yeah. But then I guess like for you guys, and I guess it's like like you said like the ransom kind of crew, like and you said you want to kind of be in a position where you can perform at like the lemon tree and stuff like that. And do you think that's kind of like a, a viable thing that you can get happen? Was there like a lot of chats back and forth discussions with people to get that to happen? To be honest, it's just not something we've looked at okay. yet mm. because there seems to be so much happening in Glasgow. Yeah. But then now it's we've decided we've established ourselves, we've been yeah. about, we've got the name, mm-hmm. it's about just taking time to set up yeah. this space. Mm-hmm. So actually, shout out um, Maiden Vinyl on Rosemount Viaduct, Aberdeen, that's our local independent record store. Oh, okay. So I was there last weekend, um, on the Saturday I performed for Record Stores Day, yeah. and you can cut my Maiden, um, you can get the album out there. Okay, cool. Um, but yeah, so we'd like to do things on a grander scale, but mm-hmm. then also on a more intimate scale, right. just so we can like the locals can actually say, yeah, we know we know these people. Yeah. So something I'm proud of is like in the area I grew up, a lot of people are like yeah, they know good gams. Yeah, yeah. A few people about Aberdeen know good gams, but like not enough people in Aberdeen know good gams. Yeah. But that just means I, I just need to do a bit more. Yeah. Well, yeah, well, 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 well,
because like your EP is on um, Spotify. Yeah, you can listen to that and you can download it on there as well. Is, yeah. it, is it on anywhere else as well? You can download it's it. It's going to be dropping very soon everywhere else. Oh, cool. Yeah, cool. within like the next week. Oh, nice one, man. And for you, like, what do you kind of do? You ever have kind of that kind of like five year kind of like that plan about? Do you know what? Like 2019, not over yet, but are you always looking to the next few years about where do you want to be creatively and also like you know music wise? Do you want to have like you know another EP? Who do you want to feature with and stuff? Do you ever kind of make this plan? Oh, definitely. But then for me, I just think of the consistency and the work rate. Mm-hmm. So I've planned out. I'm working on my next EP. Okay. Can't give you any teasers or names for yeah. that yet, but that's going to be dropping hopefully summer. Oh, okay. Um, cool. I've got a few tracks we've um, done. Bam Margera. That's the next track releasing. That should be in the next couple of weeks. That's my other club anthem. Yeah. And I've got a collab coming out with McElroy. McCroy, that's a Glasgow artist. Mm. So yeah, I'm doing a bit, but for me, I just want to. I'm always in the studio, okay. so like I'm always making music. Yeah. I've got tracks that I've not released. Yeah. I've got projects that you know could go out, mm-hmm. and I think that's where I want to be as an artist. I just want to be sat on a bank of. You're always ready. Yeah. And it's yeah. like you're always ready. So when opportunity meets you, mm-hmm. you can be. The next thing is, yeah, this summer we want to get a few shows done cool. in Aberdeen, as in just a few intimate, again, local mm-hmm. headline shows, yeah. that sort of thing. Getting support gigs is nice. It's nice to get the new fans, mm-hmm. but it's also nice to remind your fans that, yeah, I'm still here for you. Yeah, nice one, man. Yeah, because definitely, like, uh, give me an invite for that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd like to kind of, like, come down and, like, you know, see you guys kind of do your thing. I think it's definitely, like, you know, what you're doing for like the culture and also even in, even for Aberdeen as well, man. It's a, it's a really positive thing. I think like because like even previous guests, it's all kind of like creativity and culture in Aberdeen, and it's really kind of cool to like discover someone and that music being on that level and the music that I like as well. And that's just saying, oh, you know what, man? That's really cool that someone is like you know in from Aberdeen producing and like doing independent and putting out really good work and stuff man so I think like yeah hats off to you guys as well Thank for you. doing that man I kind of definitely look forward to like the journey and what else yeah, yeah. comes out so, where can people like find you like online like social media and stuff oh yo I'm about mm-hmm. um, so at Gidgams on Instagram yeah. Twitter Facebook mm-hmm. and I'm on YouTube okay. yeah so check me that and um, what I was missing the main one Spotify okay Spotify exclusive, Spotify official, yeah. check that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, no, definitely, man. Thank you, Gigams, man, for coming on. No, thank you for having us. I really appreciate it making that. Man, big up the Dean. Yeah, man, you have to. We have to big up the Dean all day. But yeah, thank you for coming on, making episode 59 of the podcast. It's actually my first episode coming back. Oh, I've had a little one as well, man. So yeah, so now thank you for making that. And shout out really. to the listeners. Yeah, definitely thank you for everyone for tuning in. And yeah, we'll be back soon again. So yeah, thank you again for coming on. We'll see you soon. Cheers. So yeah, that was episode 59 of the podcast with Gid Gams. want to thank Gids and his friend Scott for coming through to the Anatomy Room Studio space for a little chat, man. Really enjoyed it. And yeah, so be sure, man, to check out Gids, like his stuff, man. It's on Spotify. I think he's on YouTube as well. I think, you know, um, his EP, Mind Over Manor, will be kind of like be rolling out on like iTunes and other kind of listening platforms as well, man. So make sure you kind of look out for Gids. Definitely doing good things for Aberdeen. So I really appreciate Gids coming on the podcast. And yeah, I'm not going to lie. It was kind of like a strange one coming back to doing, you know, the podcast chats after such a long break. You know, obviously, you know, embracing fatherhood with little Izzy, which has just been an amazing experience so far. And yeah, I definitely want to thank, again, um, the Create Me podcast takeover.
of a crew that was Joe Muir, Gary Kemp and Emily Utter. I think they did a really amazing job and also thank them as well to they help the podcast get to 10,000 listens, man. So yeah, definitely much appreciated and make sure, you know, you check out those guys and seeing what they're up to for the rest of the year. But yeah, um, that's, that's the episode, man, for now. Um, I think, yeah, I'll be back at some point with another chat. Nothing really kind of booked in or locked in just now. So just keep your eyes and ears peeled, you know, on social media and such. And we'll hopefully, you know, get more chats rolling out soon. But definitely a lot of interesting things will be kind of coming up in the summer that I'll be getting involved in. I'm definitely looking forward to. And it's going to be a bit different and a, it's almost kind of like a new challenge for myself. So, yeah, hope you guys, you know, enjoyed um, some the summer stuff when it comes out and yeah i'll see you guys soon all right bye for now guys